episode one of the Pop Cult Podcast. In this episode, we're discussing Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore, and the phenomenon of the quarantine album. And we're going to ask the question, is Taylor Swift indie? We're your hosts. I'm Liv Walton, fourth year intercultural religious studies major and opinions editor for Mars Hill. I'm Carter, third year English major and arts and culture editor this year's Marshall team. Alrighty, let's get into it. <laughs> Episode one, how do we feel? Yeah, I feel great. I'm a little bit nervous, not gonna lie, but I think it's gonna go really well. I'm excited for what we're talking about. I'm excited for Taylor. It's long overdue that we talked about folklore. Yes, yeah, you've definitely been bugging me about it for months. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's, it's the breakup album that we didn't ask for, but we needed. It's Actually, that album is so true. That is so true. Good insight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, let's start with a little rant. How much do you hate online classes? Oh, Zoom University, you mean? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have mute paranoia. I literally am so scared of not being on, on mute. And also, okay, I have to tell you a story about my first, the first class where I was literally like eating like my lunch during a class and mm. the teacher was talking about the food policy right in front of me. So I don't know. I think it was a passive aggressive subtweet at me. But Maybe, but like, does the food policy even count if we're in our own homes? Like, I don't, I'm not on campus. Like, yeah, campus is in my home. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I still eat during all my classes. I've never paid attention to the food policy. But yeah, I strongly, strongly dislike online classes. I literally, oh, I literally laid on the floor during my math um, Zoom lecture because I was so frustrated about just not being able to pay attention. (laughs) And yeah. Um, So I'm a mess, not really. (laughs) just off camera on the floor living your best life I think yes honestly yes I was living my best life in that moment I also have a a rocking chair in my room that's what I'm doing when I'm on zoom I'm literally on my rocking chair probably causing everyone like seasickness but good good I have a green velvet chair in my room that I like to use for (laughs) zoom classes but um yeah I don't know I usually just sit with my camera off I'm one of those kids I feel like that's the new burnout. If you're like an off-camera kiddo, like you go to the smoke pit probably. Yeah, probably, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are, Zoom fatigued and all. Yep. Um, Let's talk about our top pop moments of September. If you're not, you're new, we're all new right now, but we're introducing a new segment called the top pop moments where we discuss our top pop culture moments of whatever week we're at. Yeah. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I think you should go first. All right. So I am excited for mine as well. Um, Just the other day, Zendaya became the youngest Emmy winner for best lead actress (gasps) in a drama for her role as Rue on HBO's Euphoria. That was all over Twitter. Yeah, it's crazy. And the video of it is just very emotional, very heartwarming. Very proud of her. She totally wow. deserves it. Um, my second moment is um, the TikTok trend saying it's the blank for me. I <laughs> don't know why, but I've really been loving that. That's a great trend. It. 
Like, yeah, I've been saying it for everything. Like, it's the bangs for me. Yes. It's the glasses <laughs> for me. My glasses? <gasps> um, it's I, would the- say, I would say it's, it's the off-camera for me. Off-camera on Zoom for me. <laughs> it's the adult acne for me. It's the adult acne. <laughs> Okay, that one hit way too close to home. <laughs> I know. Tears. Um, What's your last top tears, pop? Uh, my third. Yeah, my last, last top, top pop moment, moment is. Um, yeah, unfortunately, very sadly, the death <gasps> of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That one hit us all. It's. Uh, I mean, you're American. It really. So. Um, yeah. That one has shook the country for sure. Um, and she, you know, because she didn't just appeal to older generations or her own generation, she appealed to younger generations as well. Yeah. Um, I was listening to different podcasts with my dad and apparently, I didn't know this, but her nickname was, um, oh no, I'm totally forgetting it. Dang it. Wait, it's like out of my mind <laughs> at this moment notorious rbg like notorious oh big because how do you feel with, like what yeah. is that about is that like mixing um well they're both from brooklyn okay so yeah notorious rbg yeah and she wow. owned the name like a champ that's so interesting the melding yeah. of them so okay mm-hmm. well should i give my top pop moments yeah okay okay do first it. of all i have to give a Let's shout out to um the ios 14 update I feel like that one, trans- that was a cultural reset, I think. Um, I saw all on my For You page on TikTok, literally everyone was changing their For You page, like mm-hmm. their, like, their, their um, home screen. And I was like, I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to, do- like, and then I tried it for myself and it actually messes up your whole home screen. Like you have to go to the shortcuts app and like, it's not, it's not as seen on TikTok. Oh no. So I don't know. It still looks oh. aesthetic and good, but. Also, my second fake news though. Dang news. My second top pop moment is one that I saw yesterday. Um, Ellen's apology, Ellen DeGeneres, and oh, interesting. Did you were you up to date on this controversy this summer? On I yes. Oh, I have been up to date. Yes. Okay. It was a scoop though, (laughs) because (laughs) it was so funny. Like the way that she kind of jokingly passed it over. She kind of just we're starting a new chapter, you and I, like, I'm sorry, ha, 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 like, we had a bad work environment, but everything's, you know, we're starting a new season of Ellen DeGeneres, so get excited. It was kind of like that. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right, what's your third one? My third top up moment is, I was gonna say Zendaya's moment. I think also, I love Adele, okay, this is more of August, but I loved when Adele was posted a picture of her wearing Bantu knots um, at this Jamaican festival. And everyone made Jamaican remixes of her songs, like Someone Like You, Jamaican version. Um, Set Fire to the Rain, Jamaican version. Hello, Jamaican version. And like, everyone was like, usually people, you know, call cultural appropriation, but this time it was really, really funny. I'm, I don't even know if it was cultural appropriation or not. I just, it was hilarious to me to, hear those remixes yeah Bantu Not Adele has definitely Bantu Not Adele did it again yep 
and she's been a she's been the center of many conversations in my <laughs> life. It's definitely funny. <laughs> the memes are impeccable. Okay, should we move on to our yes. albums? Yeah. All right, we're gonna give you guys a list of albums that came out during quarantine. Do you want to take it away, Carter? Yes. And some of them were especially like written during quarantine. Some of them were just released. So we just wanted to clarify that difference. Um, my, my first mm-hmm. one that I have to shout out is Pitbull. Pitbull released a single called I Believe That We Will Win on April 12th. And it was for the pandemic, believe it or not. Um, yeah. So I feel like he really li- lived up to his name, Mr. Worldwide. Like he just was thinking of the world. Um, do you want to hear a lyric? Mm. Yes, okay. give it to us. You know what spreads faster than any virus is fear. And when it comes to fear, you can either forget everything and run, or you can face everything and rise. Kind of profound. Ooh, very profound. I love that. That's so incredible. Your album, Charlie XCX, which Carter, you're a big fan of Charlie. So I'm I feel like, huge correct fan. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but she wrote and released that album during quarantine, right? Yeah, it was like over six weeks. She included fans in on the Zooms. Like it was a full blown thing. That's so cool. Yeah. How did you She's, like it the first time you listened? Like, were you, what was your vibe of that album? I really liked it. It was very, um, from what I can remember, it was very upbeat, very just like light. And um, yeah, and I haven't always been a big Charlie fan. So I did enjoy it though. It really hit different when I was in concert. And like, she really like moshes. And her album was like the ultimate mosh album, I feel like. I think the first song on that album is like the remix of the FaceTime ringtone or something. Because like everyone was FaceTiming and Zooming and stuff. And so she wanted to like remix that. Mm. yeah um and then we have the fiona apple album which oh, yes everybody was freaking out about um yeah. at the beginning of summer personally it's the dolphin sounds for me <laughs> she has dolphin sounds in some of her songs and i i didn't fly with it i wanted to i wanted to be a fan but Live. i, I okay. couldn't be but there was a perfect 10 rating on Pitchfork for Fiona Apple. <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, got the spicy opinion over here. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Also, Troy Sivan released his album. It was more of an EP. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was technically an EP. But didn't you meet Troy Sivan? I did. I was in Palm Springs and I just stumbled upon him. Story time. Story time. <laughs> he was much shorter than me. He was like five. I don't even know. But it was a foot difference for sure. You can see it in the photo. Like I was, that was like a year after I saw him in concert. So I was still starstruck. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Love that. Was there any other quarantine albums that came up in the summer that were notable? Um... Dua Lipa released Future Nostalgia and then Katy Perry released Smile as well. We're not going to talk about Katy Perry. I I have a lot of opinions. (laughs) Okay, so skipping over that. Skipping over (laughs) Katy Perry. I do like like Dua Lipa though. 
Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you feel about Dua Lipa? Um, okay, I haven't listened to Future Nostalgia. <gasps> I haven't it's done it dis- yet. It's a disco pop, like, electro pop, dance pop, kind of like, it's, it honestly is euphoria to listen to, especially as like a whole thing. Okay, amazing. I'm going to really have to go listen to it after we record this then. I just remember seeing like her perform on Jimmy Fallon, but it was like this really weird photoshopped like performance from her home or something. Mm. I don't even know. It was like the early on, early on days. Yeah. Oh man, quarantine. It's been so long. Um, <laughs> but anyway, still going. Still going. Still going. It's the quarantine for me. Later. It is the quarantine for me. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and then Taylor. And then, oh, we're not going to Taylor yet? No, no, no. I was going to say, then of course we have folklore. Yeah, then we have folklore. That was July 24th. Like, can you believe that was like three months ago almost? That's crazy. Don't even say that. <laughs> Wait, can't. was that three months ago? August? Two months ago. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And okay, I just found this out the other day. It's ranked seventh on Metacritic. Like, oh, wow. The fact that she wrote and recorded that and produced it in quarantine and it's like her like highest critically acclaim- acclaimed record, that's crazy to me. Very crazy. Honestly, yeah, she smashed it out, did such a good job. Do you really think that? <laughs> I do, you know, because, okay, Carter, you and I were talking about this. At first, I was really salty about folklore. For some reason, it rubbed me the wrong way. But um, I was looking a little bit further into it today. And um, the writing is really good. All the lyrics. It's awesome. And production is really good. And there are some things about it that I don't like. But overall, like, it is crazy that she did everything for it during quarantine. With Boney Vare and the national guitarist. I don't remember his name, something Dressner. Ooh, but very much he, indie vibe. So we're still yeah. the question is Taylor Swift indie? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, she gave a good shot. <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> no. No. No um, heart emoji. <laughs> okay well the first question I wanted to ask was where were you when Taylor announced and then dropped folklore like in one day okay because I live under a rock I didn't see any of the announcements what I what happened was I was listening to Boney Bear on Spotify just on shuffle and their song came on together and I I was like oh new new Boney Vare, cool and then Taylor came in and <gasps> I said what I said what and what song is um, it do you remember was it the first it's, one it's the one that he's on um, okay exile yep yep yeah exile and I was just kind of floored and immediately spicy that like the king of indie was on on a Taylor song. But and the thing she's... is, Bon Iver was like the first like pandemic artist, basically. Like, even though he didn't write his first like Emma in um, a pandemic, he wrote it. He was like the first like isolation indie artist. He wrote it in yeah. a cabin in like whatever, a month or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so little little salty, little salty about it. But where were you? Okay, okay. well, here I was 
It was a normal July 24th, and I was scrolling through my For You page on TikTok. This was my summer, if you don't already know, um, working <laughs> at Starbucks and TikTok, and also summer classes, but TikTok primarily. And <laughs> so I, was, I was scrolling, and I saw a, a tweet that was like someone freaking out over Taylor's tweet, and it was like the tweet was on the, the screen, and I was like, folklore is dropping tonight all of my musings dreams and fears stirred into one or whatever whatever she said in the tweet and I immediately just draw jaw dropped like jaw mm. on the floor I had to pick it up and found her twitter like it felt like I was like morphing into the basic white girl like I feel like I was that person and mm. I just couldn't believe that she didn't do a rollout as normal like she, usually her rollouts are like I don't even know, ages long. Like, how long was yeah. the, the month period between me and Lover? Like, that was a long time. Yeah. No, you're correct. I just, yeah. she, I just couldn't believe that she would surprise drop an album like that. And it's like, she did the Beyonce moment. She did it. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel doesn't, like, like after, like impressed by I that. mean, she's... No, no, it's not that I'm not impressed. It's just, it, it is unexpected, as you were saying. And yeah. I feel like Taylor's been just surprising us, like, yeah. over and over again and throughout these creating, past couple she's years. new eras on yeah. the hand. Like, I don't know, reputation, like, freaked us all out because we weren't expecting that. Folklore did the same thing. Yeah. Her Basically, the world music. just gets pumped on taylor swift <laughs> everyone the world is run by taylor swift when she releases a new era i feel like yeah amen i agree amen to the choir <laughs> okay also i just found this out that she didn't even tell her friends that she was writing this wow that's commitment. i could not do that that is such commitment like she, <laughs> she started writing it in april and then it was what that was like a few months that was like five may june july this is the episode where i can't count months but yeah <laughs> yeah she must have worked so so hard I mean obviously she worked so so hard on that just to roll it out so quickly I mean no one suspected it there was no leaks or anything like what yeah that's she usually did like that's usually like the je ne sais quoi of a album rollout is the the inevitable leaks like shucks kiss but right but it didn't happen how did you feel didn't get the leaks when you saw the promo photos like the moody forest pictures I love them. I thought it was great. Okay. I, I was excited about it. it you didn't gave think me, it was too witchy? Um, it was a little bit witchy. It did. It gave me like Hunger Games vibes for some okay, reason. Yeah. Back when she did that one song oh my for gosh. the Hunger Games soundtrack. <gasps> what was it called? Safe um, and Sound? Yeah, Safe and Sound. And I, I mean, I used to listen to that oh, all the time when I was a kid. That is such a good reference because I didn't even think about how like what is she referring to with that? What's her statement on that? Is she, is yeah. she that we're in the hungry? Like, what's going on? Or it's also referring to that moment when, like, Katniss goes with Gale and they're, like, sitting on the forest. Like, sitting on the... Yeah. And they're about to go into... I don't know. It gives me pre-Hunger Games vibes. Yes. This album. Yeah. Oh, for sure. When everything's a little utopia. And then it's it, very and then dystopic. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Utopic, dystopic. dystopic. Sorry, yeah. the word. There we go. I know. <laughs> Should we go to our next question? Yes, let's do it. Okay. 
Do you see it? Do you have a question? Yes. Okay. Would Taylor have released this type of album without quarantine? Was it inspired by poetry? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I said yes to this. I think that she would have released it without quarantine because she's always been and well presented herself as like a very thoughtful person yeah. And just the way that she presented the album as being all her dreams and musings and, you know, that tweet that you referenced earlier. Right. Um, yeah, I think she would have released it without quarantine. And I also do think that it was inspired by poetry. I was thinking about that today as I was reading over some lyrics. Um, they were very poetic. And Absolutely. yeah, some of them I liked better without music, um, okay. actually. And like as if you were just reading it like a poem but yeah that's my two cents because I this question had me like thinking like I really don't know where she would have gone after lover in terms of eras like I feel like quarantine needed to happen for us to get this like isolation breakup album yeah very nostalgic even though lover was also nostalgic but like her childhood and stuff I feel like this Mm -hmm. was very like love is lost and like folk songs and like Taylor Swift's interpretations of that which I know they turned out but yeah I like all of her references to like her teenager years like 16 17 it's it's really good yeah and all of the love affairs that she had I was kind of getting mixed up like we'll talk about this later too with the quotes but there was almost too many easter eggs like I was lost like I had to go to TikTok I had to find conspiracy conspiracy theory videos like there was a lot going on with like who is she talking about in each of the songs like I I couldn't even say yeah it's a heavy album that's for sure yeah Yeah. a lot of hard hitters I don't know if there's any skips is that debatable debatable but okay yeah (laughs) I would okay here's my controversial opinion of the day I don't think I I would skip the first part of exile because is that a heavy opinion would you, you would skip Boney there? I would, I just want the bridge. I just want the end of the song. Oh, interesting. I love okay. when their voices come together. Like, it's weird hearing them, like, separate, but mm. maybe that's, maybe that's just, like, my mood right now. Maybe, but also, it, they are, there's a really stark contrast between both of their voices on it's that song. It's, it is almost too much. It's veering towards too much, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> How do you feel about the overall mood? Like, it kind of makes you want to curl up. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to light a candle. I wanted it to be rainy. Which I wanted kind of to candle? Pumpkin spice candle from in from... July in August. Um. Yeah, I actually currently have a pumpkin spice candle lit right now. Um, right now, like as we're speaking. Oh my! Because God. that's who I am. I'm not a. I'm not a afraid to embrace that identity no I'm not afraid either it's just that's surprising like I was into Starbucks like pumpkin spice in August when it came out because I had to like serve it but right why oh my gosh you know what yeah yes I just found out that the other day that the Starbucks pumpkin spice syrup is not vegan and thus (gasps) I cannot have it so I'm mad but then I made my own I made my own so it's fine so I heard it doesn't even need pumpkin. Like it's just kind of like a, it's its own like recipe. It's like cinnamon, a little bit of something, oh, something. Like it doesn't need Interesting. Pumpkin. I saw, I don't know. I saw it somewhere. 
Well, you're the one who works at Starbucks. <laughs> you're vegan. I don't know. I didn't know it was vegan either. Yeah, not vegan. That's really sad to me. Yeah, it is sad, but you, yeah, just make it at home. <laughs> <laughs> I made it at home. I made a vegan version. That's amazing. Anyways, Anyways back to that. Back, <laughs> back, to, the to, the the, back okay, to the mood of the I album. have wrote down in my notes, the mood of folklore, I, I wrote down sad forest nymph. Oh, yeah, 100%. How do you feel about that? I'm thinking sad forest nymph in all hyphens, just like one word, sad forest nymph. Yeah, no, that's I, it. I think that's a really good description, no? Like, yeah, that's, that's the I money was, right I there. was also thinking Lana Del Rey discount. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely some Lana, Lana vibes. Yeah, I'm thinking like Pinterest, but like make it quarantined. Yes, yeah. I, you know, it just like immediately took me to all of the cottagecore TikTok, like, makeovers that I saw over the summer. I knew we were going to talk about cottagecore. Wow. I knew we were going to get there. And thank yeah, I, I mean, okay, I did some research on this. I don't know if she was going for cottagecore, but she basically said, like she responded to this person's tweet that was like, hashtag folklore is the sound, the soundtrack to my life of my inner forest witch. And she responded, she was like, the whole album mood board was mm. actually just life of inner forest witch written in quill and ink on a scroll made of tree bark. So this tracks. So it is cottagecore. Yeah, 100% it is cottagecore even all of the um, lyric videos that she posted on oh. her YouTube account. What were they like? I didn't yeah. watch them. They're very cottagecore. Um, Explain to people that like, don't know what cottagecore like, is. Uh, <laughs> I, oh my gosh, on the spot, <laughs> cottagecore. It is, um, it is basically um, take hobbits and fairies from Lord of the Rings and then put some white girls in it in that scene and that's cottagecore and add some like like earrings that are like dangly and like i don't know yeah it's a whole it's a whole aesthetic from head to toe it's and decorations and brooms and do you think yeah. that's a t it's a tired aesthetic like do you think it's it's getting you know to its end of its lifespan or do you think it's just beginning uh I think it's probably getting to the end of its lifespan, but at the same time, it's always existed just <laughs> under the radar. Like the, like the Why does hippie. That sounds so funny. Which, I don't Cottage, know. Cottagecore <laughs> has always been here. Cottagecore will It is really here to has. Stay. Cottagecore is here to stay. It will stay. It, it will phase out of popular culture, but it won't phase out of people's lives. When I think of Cottagecore, I think of bringing a charcuterie board to uh, grassy beach. Mm. Like, and picnicking yeah. and, like, playing 100 gecks or something. I don't know. And frolicking. Frolicking, frolicking. in the wildflowers. <laughs> There's definitely, definitely wild got to be a lot of frolicking going on. And there has to be um, <laughs> journals where you put, like, pressed flowers into them. I feel like that's essential. Yeah. Yep. I think Taylor's yeah, thinking all of that. Yeah, definitely. When she wrote Folklore, she, she Cottagecore was in the back of her mind. <laughs> but the thing is, the serene image of the Cottagecore is interrupted by how many swears that Taylor has on the album. I'm not one to judge, but she does swear a lot on the album. More yeah, than, lots of cusses. More than, more than her other albums. 
which is very unusual. Like when Taylor Swift became political, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. She's she's like drawing it out. I feel like she saved this for now. Yeah. Well, she is a grown adult. I think sometimes we forget that. I think sometimes <laughs> it's easy just to see like little 15-year-old Taylor with her guitar talking, you know, or singing in country. I know. Yeah. But she just didn't include it before. Like in her documentaries, she swears lots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I you feel like the documentary. Yeah. I feel like this was, it was just authentic to herself and how she was feeling at that moment. Cause like you said, I'm also not one to judge. I really don't care. <laughs> if I'm being, yeah. You know, quite honest. Um, and I, I think that she's being honest. Yeah. Being I think honest. she's being and true to herself. There's a lot of storytelling. Like that's the mood that I gleaned from this was like very authentic, very real, but also very like fictional, oddly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it just reminded me or not even reminded me, but gave me sad coming of age movie oh, vibes. Oh, so we're thinking sad forest nymph comes of age. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's the tagline. I really like the coming of age trope because I think that just, it fits so many, it just, it can be made authentic to each person. Like it, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Should we move <laughs> on to, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought out the door. I, another thing more. about this was I feel like this song makes you want to like curl up. It makes you want to look out at the stars. It makes you want to like go star tripping or whatever it's called. And it, cow tipping. Um, and it makes you want to, like, I feel like it's like a perfect song to like, ha- perfect album to have, like, while you're out and about, like, mask on, like, social distancing. It makes you feel very warm and cozy. Like, that's the vibe that I really got from this. Yeah. The first time I listened to the album all the way through, I was driving through a mountain pass. And okay. it was, re- it was really quite perfect because the hills are golden where I am. And I could see um, Lake Tahoe from the mountain. And it was just like, it's such nice driving music as well, is what I'm getting at. It was very peaceful. very scenic, yeah. Mm, it was. Yeah. Um, but did, did Bon Iver add to that? Or was that kind of a takeaway? Would you like... Bon Iver you... always adds to everything. I don't know what you're talking I about. I was thinking, okay, here's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was thinking that you, like Taylor Swift was adding Bon Iver to like make people believe that she was indie. Okay, that's, that's my a hot theory. take right that's there. That's my theory. I think because, so too. Okay, that's what I was asking because I don't know, like, I feel like Taylor Swift is just trying to do indie and, like, make us think that she did it and just include an indie name, like, make it moody, make it, you know, interesting. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, the one thing I will say about Taylor is that she is incredibly talented and she is also smart about what she does she knows what she's doing so she I would have a hard time believing well I think I just think that she pulled Boney Bear in one because she knew that he was also talented and two because she knew that it would be a good strategy to get her album where she wanted it to be which was on the indie side of things yeah yeah. yeah. And she's never been on the indie charts. Like she's never been on alternative. Yeah. She's never been an alternative girl. We need more all girls in the world. That's what I think. 
I want to know what your favorite quotes are from the album because here's my opinion this album was carefully constructed to be like it was it was supposed to fulfill everyone's Instagram caption requirements like people need the Instagram captions Taylor Swift dropped an album there you go quote from August quote from seven quote from the one I don't even know there's like endless opportunities and she knew that Totally. I love poetry and all things that have to do with words. So I was just floored with the lyrics on this album. I really liked a lot of them, which I was kind of surprised by. But um, I have three favorite quotes. <laughs> so um, the first one, oh, I didn't write down what songs they're from. The first one was, I didn't have it in me to go with grace. Oh. <gasps> That's my tears yeah. of the day, I think. Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. And, yep, wow. that one hit hard. I, I like the heavy hitters when it comes to quotes. Just the, <laughs> one, the one-liners that you can't get out of your mind. Do you think she's referencing, like, State of Grace or, like, other older songs? Hmm. Because I feel like some of them can really be, like, remixed or, like, um, what's it called? Mashup into older songs that sounds very familiar to me yeah no definitely there were a few um a few like tunes throughout the album uh, that kind of reminded me of her older stuff and that felt like it was a nod to country taylor maybe and maybe that's part of the nostalgia of the album actually that she's pulling out for you Mm -hmm. yeah yes for us (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, second quote was, I was wasted like all my potential. <gasps> another another that one from? that just hit so hard. Okay, that's from, I'm not going to remember. I was wasted like all my potential. What's it called? Yeah. Mm, let I me know. Google it. You know what? That's okay. Because I, tr- like, I, I, know, I've, I know that lyric. Wow. Mm-hmm. The these last are very, one. very moody. Oh, I, I was kind of in a moody mood when I listened to it and like picked out my favorite quotes. So <laughs> that's probably where this is coming from. Um, but the last one is your integrity made, makes me seem small. You paint dreamscapes on the wall. <gasps> oh. And I, I love that because it's just so true when you feel that someone else is like, has more integrity than you do you you do feel small so yeah I just that one just kind of like not hit home but I was you know I was like dang Taylor that's that's the truth she was very vulnerable yeah okay my my quotes are the first one that comes to mind for me is the TikTok dance one where it's like remember when I pulled up and said get in the car and then cancel my plans just in case you called um and said meet me behind the mall I love yeah. that quote because I just, I can, it's just so full of like summer hope and like summer, summer. Yeah, totally. I love that. The mall. Oh, and apparently mall that again. song ties in with the other one of the love triangle songs. Like if you didn't know, there's like three songs that are like love triangles, like the James one. No, it's, it's Betty, um, August and Cardigan. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yes. 
and they're all talking about the same situation but just from different perspectives and I love like this one like remember when I pulled up and said get in the car that's the same it's this at the same time stamp as um Betty at 240 whatever 246 oh interesting that's a fun fact that's very technical of her yeah she put in there I love it okay another quote that was mine that I loved was passed down like folk songs our love lasts so long yes because I thought that was the thesis statement of the the album for me I was like okay like okay here we Mm -hmm. that's what that's why she did what she did exactly that's why it's called folklore like this is up to us now we have to pass down her legacy to our our kids yes oh my goodness when all the Gen Z parents or Gen Z kids become parents. <laughs> and we'll, we'll teach <laughs> all them the ways. We'll teach them Cardigan and we'll teach them how to surprise drop an album. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, my, thir- my, thir- my third quote, because I also had three quotes like you. Um, I think I've seen this film before, so I'm leaving out the side door. Yeah. That one gets me. Yeah, it's side the, door. It's the point Ooh. in Exile where it's like, it moves right into their duet. Okay. And it's like, I'm leaving out the side door. And then they, boom. And it just hit, because it, honestly, it reminded me of La La Land. Did you see La La Land? Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Where I they like, La La Land. They've, seen, they've seen how things turn out and then they're like sobbing, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and you know, the delivery of the, of the quotes in the songs is, makes it so much better. Yeah, I will agree with that because she really does pour like it's not just kind of pop you know put it out there it's very like you can hear her voice because the production's pretty I don't know quaint it's not quaint. Yeah. it's just like strummy yeah it's minimal yeah 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 I would say minimal um yeah which leads me to a question does folklore <laughs> okay. make a statement though? Does folklore make a statement? Um, Okay, wow. I think it does because it really had everyone um, like on their toes. I feel like everyone was a white girl for that one day, like just with their mug, their Starbucks mug, like everyone was there. I think, I think here's my, here's my statement on that. I think Taylor shattered the expectations of people that thought that she couldn't write anything that wasn't confessional. Like, she kind of switched it up on us and what was, like, breaking out of the first-person perspective. And she kind of did different mm-hmm. perspectives. She made up some characters. She did different angles. So, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, commenting on her, like, her own mythology, I feel like. Right. Oh, definitely. I, I'd say in comparing it to her other albums, yes, it makes a statement. Comparing it to other indie albums, no, it doesn't make a statement. Why not? Is this I think it, popular? No, no. I think it sounded. It just it just reminded me of every other indie girl album that was out there, which okay. not not to diss it because it is a beautiful album. It's very lovely, but it it wasn't unique to me. It didn't. It wasn't a statement like um oh man now i'm forgetting give it wasn't a, a give me an indie album name an indie album 
Oh my gosh, off the top of my head, Carter, you can't do that to me. Just, just don't say Claro. <laughs> I'm not gonna say Claro. Oh my goodness. Okay, but um, I think it really it really took everyone back to like pre-tabloid Taylor. Mm. Yeah, like like pre the controversy. That's pre pre controversy and like very like ethereal. She, I feel like she just like took a lot of time to like perfect her melodies and like she just got back to her roots. You know, she was getting back to her what she knew. Yeah, like maybe she kind of like morphed back to that childhood innocence. Right. That everybody like loved her for as she was growing up. In this essay, I will unpack that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, For all the first years listening, don't ever say in this essay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. So do you you don't think this album is innovative at all? Do you think this album is innovative? I'm. I don't. I don't think so. I have to go back to no just because yeah it's like all the other indie albums which is fine that's fine there's never too many indie albums but I didn't think it was uh breaking the ice or making waves in the indie community do you think she was trying to do that do you think she was trying to be innovative or she just trying to get another era down um I don't think I don't think she was necessarily trying to be innovative with it. And I also don't think she was just doing it for another era. I think she was very like true to herself in doing this very authentic. It was just something she wanted to do. So she did it and didn't like, she didn't think of, think about, Oh, I need it to, to make waves in the indie community and I needed to hit all the top charts. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I don't necessarily think she was thinking about that. I think she just wanted to deliver a good album. Okay, wow. But she did. Preach. Preach. Thank you. Um, Thank I'm you. I'm going to go back to my old answer. <laughs> no heart. Um, yeah. <laughs> no heart. I don't know. I can a, tell that like good, pains you to say. I really wanted it to be, I still love it. Like I still like blast it in my car, but mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I do like, I think I like the mood of it, like the photos. The, I like the lyrics. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite albums, but I don't know if it's innovative, but we've, we've been over this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So does this yeah. album cement her as a legend? Right. Is she in top tier status? I think she was already in top tier status. But did she I top think her she top tier status? Album to get there. Is she top pop? Oh, Ooh, that's a is great she, question. Is she top pop? Here's the thing. I think she needs one more surprise drop. Like, I think she needs, I think she nailed this timing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. She showed a lot of people that what she can do, but I think she needs one more thing. And then she's like legend. She's like Marilyn Monroe. Wait, that's not a pop artist. Then she'll be like, yeah, you know, because Beyonce did two surprise drops. Taylor can do that. Right. Oh, Taylor can totally do that. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, I don't think she's I don't think she's there yet, but I think that she's she going need? to get there. Okay. 
So it's just inevitable. Yeah, it is inevitable because she's, I mean, now that she's put out this, which as I keep saying, I think is so authentic and she's just showing up for herself by putting out this album. Right. Um, I think that, you know, once we have this, like, she's just going to keep going, you know, I think she has a lot of steam left in her and she's going <laughs> to deliver some other great stuff. I just feel like, what do you write about when you're married? Like, <laughs> married? Well, isn't she like, isn't she like about to be married? Oh, oh my goodness. Wait, I didn't hear this. Okay, well, she's like definitely seeing one main guy, like, that lives in Britain. In right. The UK. I just yeah. feel like, I just feel like everyone hits the stump of like, what do you write about when you've stopped breaking up with people? <laughs> Right. Actually, we could do a whole episode about how on breakups. Um, Let us know if you want to know if you want to do a breakup episode. Yes, and we'll give you one either way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you. Next. Yep. Oh my goodness. Good reference. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, is Taylor Swift indie? No. We're gonna say no heart. No heart. Yeah. That's the concluding thought. No That's heart. the concluding thought. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah, we really enjoyed this. We hope yes. you have two. Episode one, Pop Cold. Yep. We done hope and done. Give us a review, subscribe, you know, do what you gotta do. Yeah, and tune in next time. <laughs> Episode two, <laughs> coming soon. Yep. Not specifically sure when, but it'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Well, bye. <laughs>